Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go Friday edition of the Eagle Hour of the Super Talk Radio Network. The full crew finally back together. Bob and Kelly at the Southern Bancor Studio in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson back with us today. He's in Laurel at the Southern Bancor Studio in beautiful downtown Laurel. We're glad you're with us on a Friday afternoon. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. A great place to call this coming week to set up your tailgate for homecoming. Dickie's can cater your event and make it the very best you can imagine. We appreciate everything uh, that Dickie's does for Southern Miss Athletics and, of course, for the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Will East will be joining us here in a bit. Going to preview all the high school football games around the state. Going to do our conference picks as we do every week, but we want to start off the show talking a little Troy Southern Miss football. So we brought Alex Ward, an offensive line coach with the Troy Trojans on the Eagle Hour. And Coach, I uh, appreciate you taking some time with us today before the big game. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. So in these parts, uh, we since this is a big game, we talked to your play-by-play guy yesterday. He said the atmosphere there is great and uh a lot of anticipation, expecting a big crowd. What are you looking for tomorrow night, Coach? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a huge game for us, and it's a huge game for for Southern Miss of uh, kind of the Sun Belt. Our side of the the conference is kind of wide open right now, and um, we kind of view it as whoever wins this game is going to be playing with a lot of momentum for the rest of the year. Big games coming up for uh, for Troy. I think you have Texas State next week, Southern Miss tomorrow night, of course, and then and then South Alabama. So the next three weeks really, really important for your program. Absolutely, and like like we say all the time, the Sun Belt is probably the best Group of Five conference in college football. So um, you don't really you don't get an easy week. It only gets harder each and every week. And we've had a we've had a hard schedule so far, a tough schedule, and uh, it continues to get to get harder as you go all right luke johnson's back luke get in here with uh, coach ward hey coach thanks so much for coming on let's talk a little about last week you guys were resilient you know three weeks ago sorry to bring up bad memories but you you beat appalachian and uh and and they you know look out on the last second hell mary but it was like last week you guys had to close it out and, and what was it about that fourth quarter we just go scored two touchdowns um to, to knock off western kentucky well we kind of just Against App State, we didn't really finish. Um, we tried to finish the game the right way. Um, and, we, again, we didn't finish um, with the ball in, in the offense's hands another week. But that's what our goal is every week is to end the game with the ball in our hands. And 
Um, it, it helps when you have uh, a really good backup quarterback who's played in a lot of football games. Um, come in, and I know his adrenaline was high just coming from Western Kentucky, and so that was a little extra motivation for him. But um, we kind of just put it on ourselves as the offense to try to go finish the football game, and luckily we were able to. Talk about uh, Coach Craddock. Of course, he's with Chad Morris at SMU in, in Arkansas, and a lot of people think about those offenses as wide open. But, man, this is a, a, one of the things Barry McKnight talked about yesterday is like the depth at running back, and, and you guys specifically with Billingsley. But what's kind of been Coach Craddock, the identity that he wants the Trojans to set on offense? Uh, we just want to run the ball. Um, we want to establish the run game, and then we want to play a physical brand of ball. And, um Kind of our offensive motto, and especially in the O-line room, is all day tough. Um, so whatever happens, we're going to play hard, we're going to play physical, we're going to play tough. And uh, that's kind of our identity. And it all stems from, from Coach Craddock and Coach Summerall. Kelly? Alex, uh, Alex, some background on Alex Ward. He actually prepped at Oak Grove High School right down the road here, then went on uh, at, to Mississippi State, been on the staff now at Troy. So there's certainly a local connection there. Alex is certainly familiar with the history of the, of the Southern Miss program. I think, I think a lot of people were surprised when there's a coaching change, Alex, that there, that there usually are some bumps in the road. That has not been the case with you guys. When Coach Craddock got in there, you guys hit the ground running. How come you guys haven't had the growing pains that perhaps a lot of other teams have in a coaching transition? It, it starts with, with Coach Summerall um, and his attitude every day. And I always, people always ask, like, what's Coach Summerall like? And um, the only word I've ever described Coach Summerall is is an alpha. Um, and it all stems from him. So our, our core values are attitude, toughness, discipline, and love. And um, it all starts with that first one, having the attitude of, um, we're a bunch of alphas, and um, no matter what, we're just going to play hard. But defensively, defensively, and not to not to discount anything that you guys are certainly doing on the offensive side of the ball, but it looks like the defense has been the early identity of this team. So, yeah, I mean, we are leading the country in um, explosive pass plays right now. So, okay. Um, okay. we're taking we're taking pride in that right now. Um, but again, every great team's kind of founded on their defense and um and if you you have a good offense and a good defense it's really hard to get beat but um and, it, and again it starts from coach Summerall. he's a defensive guy he's a defensive minded guy so our defense kind of sets the tone for us and then um offensively we're just trying to follow what they do coach a lot of teams uh taking an unbelievable loss like you guys suffered uh against App State, a lot of teams might have really gotten down, uh, might have lost uh, a little bit of focus. But your guys have bounced back and won two good, tough games in a row. It says a lot about the mental attitude uh, on the Troy football team, I think. Right. And, that, and, again, that goes back to that all-day tough thing um, of no matter what, um, stuff's going to happen even in life. Um, games aren't going to go your way, but uh, we're going to be all-day tough. And, um Continue to play our style of ball and um, just try to score more points than the other team. All right, so what's the game plan uh, for Troy going in as much as you can share with us uh, Saturday night? We're going to try to score more points than Southern Miss and, uh, <laughs> oh, and uh, 
keep them from not scoring very many. Boy, that oh, was that, profound. That is a great game hey. plan right yeah. there. The Bengals <laughs> should try that, <laughs> Kelly. Alex, you were you were a quarterback. How are you guys at the quarterback position? Tell us about uh, your signal caller. Uh, we have two really good guys. We have uh, Gunnar Watson, who's been a three-year starter here, um, who does a really good job for us. Um, they're both – and then we have Jared Dagey, who um, came in right during fall camp. Um, he's played a lot of football. He's been at West Virginia and then – more recently at Western Kentucky and then transferred in. And um, it just helps to have two guys that are – it's crazy to see them become really good friends as well in this short amount of time. But um, two guys that are up here at 7.30 in the morning and don't leave till um, 9.30 at night. They love ball. Um, they're around all the time. And it's it's really good to have – Two guys that you can depend on to go win you some football games. And and explain and to Kelly, us, we, yeah, was, a lot of people don't realize that that Deggy, I think I said his name right. He's like the active uh, career passing leader among active quarterbacks in FBS. I mean, he's like over correct. close to eleven thousand yards for his career, I believe. Correct. He's so, the active leader in passing yards and I believe touchdowns as well. So, Alex, what is that explosive? The thing that that. Troy leads the country and tell us again what that is and, and to the layperson what does that mean um, so it depends on how you define it um, I believe the NCAA defines it for pass yards over like 15 yards and um, above and when we looked at it two weeks ago we were number one in the country in pass yards over 50 yards 40 yards and tied with Tennessee for pass yards um, over 30 yards um, pass plays that go over that amount of, of yardage. So um, it, all, it all stems from running the ball. Um, if we can run the ball, it kind of opens up the passing game, and that's kind of what we want to do, and um, we've been able to do that so far. So big crowd, big atmosphere expected tomorrow night we're here. Yes, sir. Um, again, we've led the Sun Belt in attendance for um, about four or five years now, and so every every home game is a great atmosphere. We're We're packed out, and – our fans do a really good job of showing up for us. But last question. Kelly asked your play-by-play guy yesterday, was this a trap game? Would Troy be looking past Southern Miss knowing that South Alabama is on the horizon? What do you say about that, Coach? <laughs> Absolutely not. Southern Miss is a really, really, really good football team um, coming off a of bye week. Um, so we know they're going to have some new stuff and be really prepared for us. So um, we don't allow that, that to happen. Coach Ward, if, if I go to the front porch and use your name, do I get a discount, you think? Absolutely not. Never even been been in there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. Okay. All right, Coach, we appreciate uh, very much you taking some time to talk to us the day before the game. Hope hope we all enjoy a great football game tomorrow night, and uh, you're welcome on our program anytime. Absolutely. Y'all be safe getting down here. All right. Alex Ward, who's the offensive line coach uh, for Troy University, all right, uh, Luke and the super intern are on the road tonight. They're driving all the way over to uh, Natchez to bring you the Laurel Natchez football game. We're going to talk to Will East next, co-host of the Super Talk High School Scoreboard, see what all the big games around the state are tonight. Stay with us.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, we want to thank Coach Alex Ward from Troy University for joining us, kind of setting the stage for what we think will be a very exciting football game tomorrow night between the Golden Eagles and the Trojans. That's 6 o'clock start. Uh, you can uh, follow it if you can't make it over there on ESPN+. All right, it's uh, Friday, and uh, we always welcome Will East to the program, who's the co-host of the Super Talk uh, High School Scoreboard Show. And, and a guy last week, Will, that my wife heard some of your segment. When I got home, she said, my God, that guy knows a lot about high school football. I said, yeah, he, he studies it uh, pretty closely. So we're glad to have your expertise every week, and I always ask you to start out doing this. Give me the top three games tonight in the state of Mississippi. That's going to be kind of difficult because it's really spread out tonight. Um, I would say one that's very interesting in the extreme north part of the state is in DeSoto County where South Panola will be taking on South Haven. That game will essentially decide Region 1 of 6A. That's a weird region up there in DeSoto County because essentially it's all the DeSoto County teams plus South Panola. So it's kind of a strange mixture of teams. You know, all these DeSoto County teams plus one team from Batesville. But these two teams, South Haven is undefeated. South Panola is 4-1. The winner of this one will almost surely go on to win the regional title. So even though it's midway through the season, we just seems like we just started regional play. We're already deciding who's going to win regional titles. Another interesting game uh, is in Region 2 of 6A, and that's in Starkville tonight where Tupelo will take on the Yellow Jackets. These are two teams going in opposite directions. Starkville is is uh, they're about to have a disaster. Basically, they've lost two in a row. They have injuries. This was a team that was ranked as high as number three in the state just a few weeks ago, and now they've lost two in a row. And they're they're going to be on their back heels tonight because Tupelo is undefeated. They're Probably the strongest team in, I would say, definitely in the north part of the state right now. They have scored the most points. They have allowed the fewest points. You add that up and you get a team that's 6-0 and and is rolling right now. They're looking really good. Another one that I would say that's, that's really big on the coast, maybe in my top three tonight, even though I'm pretty sure who the winner is going to be, and that's in 5A between East Central and Picayune. East Central's undefeated, Picayune's undefeated. Now, Picayune is the defending 5A state champs. They've been they've been playing some amazing football recently. I mean, if you can come within 30 points of Picayune, you're doing something. And tonight they're going to face an East Central team that looks a lot like them. Uh, a lot of rushing yards per game. I expect Picayune to win this game, because it's, it, it, and it's also at Picayune. But this is the second week in a row where Picayune has faced an undefeated team. Last week they faced an undefeated Van Cleve team and beat them 49-7. to um, Picayune is playing some amazing football right now, and if it weren't for Brandon, uh, they would be the number one team in the state, even though they're a 5A school. Uh, some of the other games, Clinton and Madison Central, that's kind of a sneaky good game. Clinton's 3-2, and two, but... Their one loss, their two losses, one of them was against Ocean Springs to open the season. Their other loss was against Brandon, but that was the closest game that Brandon's played all year long. That was a seven-point loss for Clinton, and they've been playing some good football lately, and Madison Central is really rolling right now. This is another game that that will help clear up the picture in Region 2. Region 2 is the strongest right now, I would say, of the bunch, but Region 3 is kind of right behind them. 
with the number one team in the state, um, Brandon. I think they're going to take on Pedal tonight. Pedal's another team that's in, in really big trouble. They're 0-2 in the region. They go at Brandon tonight. That is a tall, tall task. Well, I never asked you what, what you thought about the MHSAA's proposal and, and moving to seven classifications, uh, which will only leave, uh, if memory serves, 24 teams total in the 7A classification, 12 in the north, 12 in the south. Um, to me, you, you talk about, and what, what brought this question to mind was you talked about how early it still really is in the season and you're already determining district championships. Well, it's only going to get worse, in my opinion, particularly in 7A, when there are just so few teams you know, in that classification. Your thoughts about the move? You know, I, it's so strange. I don't know exactly how it's going to look as far as all the details of it. I'm kind of afraid that it's going to be what the SEC has right now, where you'll have two teams that have a history against each other, but they won't see each other for five years, or, or in the SEC, ten years. Um, I, I'm kind of afraid that's going to happen. One of the, the good things that high school football in Mississippi's done recently is they've They've done a better job of scheduling. So this year, you've had some teams like Jefferson Davis County and uh, Columbia and Picayune and others play other defending state champions in the non-regional schedule, and then they have these tough regional schedules. And I'm afraid what's going to happen is you're just going to have a big group of teams that all in one. I don't exactly know how it's going to look yet. Um, you know, the the big issue people have right now is the fact that you can have a team that wins maybe one game, one regional game, and they make the playoffs. Right. Well, that's just the way that it that it's worked over the years. And, you know, usually those things get sorted out in the playoffs. I mean, I'm never going to fault the team for making the playoffs just because of the way that it's set up. Hey, they, they won that one game, and they therefore they deserve it. But I just don't know exactly how it's going to look yet. I'm interested to see when they – they'll probably in the next couple of weeks release something that will show – typically they do this a week or two before the state championship games of what it's going to look like. And it's just kind of hard for me to comment on it because I don't know what it's going to look like yet. All right, Luke, get in here with Will. Hey, Will. Um, I, I think there's a couple games that, that I'm looking at tonight. One's actually going to be broadcast on Super Talk Hattiesburg. MRA, who's only got two losses – um, yeah. Our own Caleb Hamill will be on the call. PCS is hosting MRA. Both of MRA's losses were from out of state teams, and I mean PCS upset. You know who's at Hartfield earlier in the in the year. Hartfield. Yeah, and uh, I mean with MRA traveling down Highway 49, do you think that PCS maybe can pull an upset tonight? It's going to be difficult. MRA is playing at a really high caliber right now. They beat Raleigh, who is a 3A contender, got the number one recruit in the state who plays both offense and defense for them. They beat them, I think, by like 10 or 11 points a couple yeah, of weeks ago. And Yeah, and then they turn around. They beat Jackson Prep last Friday night uh, by about, I don't know, eight points or so. Who Jackson Prep was undefeated at the time. MRA seems to be hitting their stride right now. You know, when they, they had those two losses, I think they had a few injuries, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and I think they've kind of come out of that now, and they're, they're kind of hitting their stride right now. For Presbyterian Christian, uh, I would say this. They did have that win against Hartfield uh, a couple of weeks ago. They won by seven on the road, and then they kind of kind of had a hangover game against Lamar. Lamar's not a, 
they're like two and four or something like that. And MR, uh, PCS needs to find a win tonight, though, because they've got Park Lane after this, they got Jackson Academy after this, and then they got Jackson Prep. It's a, that's about as tough of a road to hoe as you could ask for in MAIS. It, it really is. And I, I'm kind of just looking at some of these games where there it might be an upset. Another big one in the South, Resurrection Catholic, 4-1 and one at, at Bay Springs, 5-1. and one. We always think about Dan Brady and his Bulldogs there. That's a defending state champ. Any other games that, that you saw that say, okay, this nobody's staring at this one, but this might be an upset? Uh, well, I don't know about an upset, but the game I'm going to be paying attention to is in Southwest Mississippi, and that's the Possum Bowl, fellas. Possum Bowl. It's one of my favorite games every single year. It's got the craziest story behind how they became the Possum Bowl. And Tell yes, it. they have a trophy that has a stuffed possum on it. Wow. Who wow. is it? It's Boca Chitta and Lloyd Starr. And both of those teams are really good right now. Uh, each of them just has one loss. Uh, Lloyd Starr had been doing, they pitched like four shutouts, but they lost last week. Um, I, can't, I think they played East Marion last week. Bogachita, on the other hand, is doing really well. Um, this is a game that's it's a 2A game. It's one of those sneaky good 2A games that I'm going to be paying attention to tonight. And uh, Sorry. It's, it's one you can listen to on our, our app. Okay, good. So I was, I was making sure that on the scoreboard show tonight, y'all were going to get a live update from the Possum Bowl. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. I, and they also have possum burgers there at the possum bowl. I no. kid you not. I may go. I may have to go after hearing. How do you not like a game that the trophy has a stuffed possum in it? And let me guess. It tastes like chicken. <laughs> it tastes like chicken. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little well, greasy. All right. Well, 10 o'clock tonight, right? All Super Talk stations around the beautiful state of Mississippi. Yes, sir. And and all the Emmy and Peabody Award winning journalists that call in with with their correct re- and, and don't and, make fun of us and, don't don't and, hate on us and live updates from the Possum Bowl how can you not tune in tonight at ten hey well we appreciate you buddy we'll look forward to next Friday afternoon all right thank you guys all right Will East everybody who's also the program director for Super Talk uh, Mississippi. That wonderful segment was sponsored by Campus Bookmart at campusbookmart.net. Also, 4th Street Bar and Grill, where they'll have the big game on this weekend. You can go get you a new football shirt tomorrow afternoon. Look spiffy. Go to 4th Street Bar and Grill tomorrow night. Eat a shrimp pool boy and watch a football game. That's the plan. Yeah. I'm thinking. There will be no possum burgers at 4th Street, I assure you. uh, We'll be right back. To the top. All right, I want to thank Will East from Super Talk Mississippi for joining us. Don't miss updates on the Possum Bowl uh, throughout the evening, uh, beginning tonight at 10 o'clock. couple of uh, storekeeping uh, issues here. A reminder that the sun fade will hit us again today at uh, 152.14. They're so precise, and it will last for 8 minutes and 25 seconds. 
and we apologize for that, but uh, we have no control over the solar system or we would do something about it. D1 and DBAT, they're great sponsors of the Eagle Hour. We want to thank them for all that they do and uh, encourage you to take your children down there for baseball and softball training. Take yourself uh, for adult training and uh, fitness. D1 DBAT, state-of-the-art facility. Also, a programming note, uh, it's official now. Super Talk Eagle Hour will be doing a two-hour live remote uh, broadcast next Friday afternoon from one of our very favorite places to go. Buzzy's Tacos in Midtown will be joining Justin and the gang and putting together a really good show. Got Luke working on what we think would be a really special and really good guest to have on the program. So we'll be at Fuzzy's uh, next uh, Friday from 1 to 3, 1 to 3, and uh, you're welcome to come by. We would uh, love to see you. I think we've still got a few uh, Eagle Hour t-shirts left. We'd be happy to give you one, and I'd be happy to say hello to you. Homing, homecoming on campus next week. So there'll be a lot Homecoming of coming is on campus. Yeah, yeah a lot of floats. Yeah. The fraternities and sororities put floats together. A lot yeah, of the, so it'll be a fun Friday yeah. next uh, Friday uh, at Fuzzy's Tacos. All right, Luke's been out uh, this week, but uh, he's back with us now. He's got all the conference games lined up there in front of him, and uh, let's let's see what's going to happen this weekend, uh, Luke, in the Fun Belt Football Conference. All right, guys, five games uh, in Sun Belt this week, which means two teams have uh, the weekend off. Looks like it's, uh, I think, Louisiana and maybe Old Dominion. It looks like those two teams are are off this weekend. All right, starting tomorrow at 1 o'clock, the battle for the Peach State, Georgia Southern, who's 3-2. and They're in Atlanta against Georgia State, 1-4, and really surprising. Georgia State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite with a one-and-four record. Kelly, the over-under is 66-and-a-half in this game. Yeah, I I was going to say it's probably going to be a high-scoring affair, but the big question arises, which Georgia State team is going to show up, the team that beat Army last week or the team that has has crapped the bed, you know, the first first four weeks of the season? I will take – you know what? I'm going to take the Panthers. I think they. I think they. They keep playing well and beat Georgia Southern maybe by a field goal. Yeah. What does that say, Luke, about Georgia Southern that they would be an underdog to a one and four team? I, I thought they played fairly well. They're averaging 500 yards on offense, but they're giving up 441 yards wow. on defense. Wow! Wow! Well, that's a toss up, uh, and Georgia yeah. State is the home team. Yes, I, I guess you go with the home team. Yeah. I think I think Georgia State's probably played obviously a harder schedule. Here's the thing: if Georgia State shuts down the passing game for Georgia Southern, Kelly, would you ever think that Georgia Southern team would be averaging 315 yards in the air? Never. They've been a triple option team for a hundred years, even going That's back. That's what they are. So yeah. I, I'm I'll go with Georgia Southern. I think Clay Helton will will get it done um, on the road. So that's uh, tomorrow at one o'clock on ESPN three. All right, NFL Network tomorrow night. James Madison, the darling of the uh, Sun Belt right now, 4-0. They take their first big road trip, go to the complete other side of the conference, go to Jonesboro. I guess they got to fly into uh, to Memphis and take the, the, the bus up about 60 miles. They're at Arkansas State. James Madison, an 11-point favorite. Yeah, I, you know, they're, they're really good. <laughs> they're surprisingly good. Arkansas State, I, I don't think is that great. I, I would, I think James Madison wins this thing walking away. That's that's what you would think, 
but that's exactly what Vegas probably wants you to think. I think the, the Dukes win the game, but I think the Red Wolves will cover. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas State, you know, I guess Monroe was uh, was sleepwalking after they beat Louisiana. Um, Arkansas State won 45-28 against Monroe last week. I have a tendency to think the Dukes, they're, they're, just, they're, they're really, really good. And I think they will win, but like Kelly, I think that uh, they probably won't cover, but I'll go with, with James Madison on this one. That's at 6 o'clock on the NFL Network. All right, uh, 6 p.m. ESPN Plus, Appalachian State, 3-2 and two at Texas State down in San Marcos. They are a 19-point favorite, and I think we all can agree Texas State probably is going to go in a new direction after this uh, after this season. It's just kind of been a dumpster fire down there. Kelly? Yeah, I, I agree, but but I, I, don't, I think 19 points is a lot of points, especially when you're traveling that far. So I'll take – We're just picking them up and down, though. Yeah, I'll take I'll – take, okay, I'll take App State then. Yeah, App State, another easy winner. Yeah, still, still to be proven who's the best between App State and Coastal. We'll find out soon. But, but App State. But good. if we were picking points, I'd take the Bobcats on the 19. Yeah, yeah I mean, you can comment on the points. It's okay. just the yeah. pick comes straight up. Uh, we should we should commend Texas State. They did beat FIU 41 to uh, to 12. But uh, but FIU, yeah, Luke, in the in the Massey ratings we had yesterday, FIU is in the bottom three. They're like 128 of the 131 yeah. teams. Yeah, I'm going. Obviously, I'll go with uh, with App State uh, on the road. Uh, little little maybe trap game going on here. Coastal Carolina at Monroe. More cross conference action in the Sun Belt. Seven o'clock. ESPN Plus. Coastal a 13 point favorite. The over under 58. Kelly. Coastal wins on the road, but but again. It, it, you know, it's so weird is all of these home teams are home dogs, and that rarely, rarely yeah. happens. And they're not just home dogs. They're double-digit home dogs. So I'll take uh, the Chanticleers, but the Warhawks to cover. So Coastal wins. They go 6-0, and right? They'd be 6-0. and what, what does it take to get in the top 25? Oh, you got to be in the SEC. SEC oh, right. I'm sorry. Come on, Bob. 6-0 and in the SEC. And you do the that. top five. I got it. Okay. Uh, Coastal wins easily. Yeah, I mean, this is a matchup of, of two quarterbacks to watch, obviously, Grayson McCall. But I, I think I said it last week. The quarterback from Monroe, and he's been the starter all season, Chandler Rogers, a Southern Miss signee, was a redshirt uh, under uh, Jay Hobson's team a few years back. He transferred, and now he's the starting quarterback for Terry Bowden. So for anybody that watches that game or, or checks that game, just keep your uh, your eyes open for Chandler Rogers, uh, almost 800 yards on the year so far. All right, um, of course, the one that, that we're most concerned about, uh, 6 p.m. tomorrow on ESPN+. Plus, Southern Miss at Troy, just a couple of numbers for you guys. Golden Eagles averaging 31 points a game. Troy, uh, 25. Golden Eagles averaging 365 on offense. Troy averaging 410. Golden Eagles giving up 395. Troy giving up 377. Before we pick it, give me, both of you guys, give me two things the Golden Eagles have to do and two things they cannot do before we pick. All right. I think two things they have to do. I think they have to run the football better. I think they have to take some of the pressure off of a freshman quarterback, and I think they have to run the football. I think defensively, the defensive line has got to put pressure on the quarterback at Troy, or you leave your defensive backfield pretty vulnerable to a really good quarterback. Uh, You can't turn the ball over, right? A, number one, you can't turn the ball over. You got to tackle. You can't. You can't let. Uh, you can't let them get a lot of yards after after catches. 
you can't let quarterbacks run up the middle of the field. You got to tackle and you got to protect the football. The big ugly statistic from last year's game was Troy sacked Ty Keys. Was it nine times? Nine. Nine times last year they sacked Ty Keys. This is a different offensive line under Sam Gregg. They've got to protect Wilkie. If they do run the ball well, Bob, that will do some of it. Right. But if the Eagles have to pass the ball, they've got to you know make right. sure that Wilkie has time, and it's a much better. You know, offensive line. You can't it, win passing the ball thirty plus times tomorrow night. I don't think. But. And you can't uh, turn turn the ball over. You know, right. so I so the the long drawn out uh, drives I have you know no problem with. But Luke, I'm intrigued by what you you know you, you're not even though those numbers that you just gave us, you're not necessarily sold on Troy's offense. Yes, I, I'm I'm not at all. Um, I heard I think it was Scott Watkins from Sun Herald say as nasty as Troy is on defense, they can be nasty the other way <laughs> on on offense. I, I think that the key to this game for both teams is going to be the secondary. Other other than the offensive line, we get that. Right, so Troy's number one battle is Troy's D line against our O line, but the secondary is going to be key because Troy's not very good in the secondary. They aren't, and I think that's we're going to have to look early on to see if they man Brownlee. If they man Brownlee, start throwing up hail marys to Jason Brownlee because he's going to come down with it. If they double Brownlee, Casting could come in real quick, and then you start looking at you know what you can do in space because uh, Will Hall's talking good about Chandler Pittman, so maybe see him get more involved tonight. I, I, I'm going to disagree a little bit with Bob. I don't necessarily think we have to run the ball because I don't. I'm not sure we we can like run for you know 150 yards tomorrow night. I, I do think that if you tell me that that Zach Wilkie you know throws for 250 yards and two touchdowns, I think the Golden Eagles win this game. And it may just come down to like the two lane game. It may come down to special teams. It may come down to punt returns. And I think Briggs Bourgeois and Mason Hunt could be very 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 crucial for the Golden Eagles to win. All right, quick as we go to break, what you pick oh no bob you go you go first i i like the golden eagles in a close game i like what i'm seeing defensively from these guys dare i say it i like the defense a lot and uh i think the golden eagles want a close good football game me too i think it's going to be a field goal difference southern wins on the road 23 17 23 20 it will not be pretty but it will be a win all right we'll be right back Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the week brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. DBAT on the left, D1 Training on the right. Great facilities, great instruction. Got a great pro shop, too. Get all the uh, supplies you need. DBAT and D1. DBATHattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And, Laurel, a couple news and notes as we round out the week. Southern Miss soccer falls 4-1 to one to Coastal Carolina. Golden uh, Lady Eagles had a lot of opportunities, 12 or actually 15 shots, 8 on gold, but couldn't convert. 
It was scoreless at halftime, and then Coastal Carolina outscores Southern Miss four to one in the second half. Lady Eagles fall to one three and one in the conference, one seven and two overall. They will try to bounce back um, this coming Sunday as they host Troy. So the Lady Trojans traveling over from uh, from Alabama. That game at 1 o'clock at the Southern Miss Complex at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Lady Eagle Volleyball last night, despite falling behind early, came back and stormed back and uh, defeated ULM in three straight sets over in Monroe, Louisiana. As soon as we get off air, Lady Eagles will take on the Lady Warhawks at 2 p.m. Um, today. So uh, Coach Hazelwood's ladies improved to 11-6, and 3-2 and two overall. And as we joked about during the break, uh, what, the way that it was written up on the Southern Miss website, all, all was not going well until a Mia Wesley, throw it in, guys, the verb, a Mia Wesley. Started killing people. <laughs> you, can, you can hear that, that movie voice, you know, until Mia Wesley had a kill. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, Lady Eagles storm back. And a one in, in three straight sets, 26-24, 25-8 in the second, and then 25-23. So uh, looking maybe if they win today, four and two uh, in the first six uh, games of the conference. Beach volleyball, Coach Sean Taylor, his ladies over at UAB for a fall exhibition. That is today and tomorrow, so beach volleyball um, working out this uh, this fall. All right, I know you guys are really excited to hear this. Bob Fall baseball practice opens oh, today. Yeah. yeah. Today at 2 p.m. Tomorrow at noon, Sunday at 2 p.m. Golden Eagles return 15 letter winners, 18 newcomers for the defending super yeah, regional. We, we talked about this some yesterday. We're all very excited about that. We're going to uh, reach out the first part of the week. Didn't want to get another hair right out of the gate. Going to reach out to Coach Barry and Coach Oz and See if we get those guys on here over the next uh, few days to talk about it. But, uh, you know, Luke, as we discussed yesterday, you got a big hole in the uh, bullpen, but you have maybe the best pitching coach in the country. I think that Golden Eagles have certainly uh, staffed up offensively. I think they recognize that may have been a bit of a weakness last year, and they've they've moved to address that. I'm very, very optimistic that uh, this program has reached a level where it doesn't really rebuild. It just, uh, to use an old term, it just kind of reloads from here. I think they, they really will. You'll, you'll find it. Guys always appear, and uh, this coaching staff gets them ready. All right, Kelly Sander, if I were to read to you these following statistics, you tell me, and maybe summon your friend Kelnack, who would I be talking about? 2022 minor league statistics, batting 277. 127 hits, 90 runs, 95 RBIs, 9 stolen bases, 27 home runs with an OPS of 953, and he got called up. And when he got called up, 13 hits, 10 ribbies, 2 bombs, 4 runs. Who would I be speaking about, Kelly You would be speaking about the Minnesota Twins Minor League Player of the Year. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for Matt Walner. Congratulations to Matt. Uh, Actually, was, was in sick. touch with him last night. Said he's going to spend some time with. Did you like the crowd noise, everyone? That was pretty good. <laughs> going to spend some time with the family this weekend and try to get him on the Eagle Hour next week. And congratulations to former Eagle teammates, now Cleveland Guardian teammates, Kirk McCarty and Nick Sandlin, both 
are on the Cleveland Guardians playoff roster. Wow. The Guardians uh, get a playoff spot, and of course that's going to mean more more money, more money, more money for both of them, regardless of how the Guardians do. So good for them, because the, the Guardians had to make that decision as to whether they would make it or not, and both are on that roster. So way to go, guys. That's uh, that's, that's pretty incredible. I mean, those not just one, but two guys in the playoffs. And I think I saw Cheggy Robinson hit a home run in the last game of the season, so well, it's been fun watching those guys uh, so far this year. It it, it will be a, a tough row for uh, for the Guardians. They'll take on Tampa Bay, and then they got Aaron Judge and the Yankees waiting for them in the second round if they get by that. And one of the lowest, one of the few, one of the teams that had the lowest attendance figures this year, Cleveland. Well, it's because of what they did. Yeah, that by changing the name from the Indians to the Guardians, it has really hit them in the pocketbook. The ownership. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They've actually the Guardians actually won today, guys. They won right? two to one over uh, over the Rays. I'm pulling up the box score right now to see if any of our our guys got in. Nope. Uh, Bieber went seven and two thirds innings. So there you go. Say say that again, though, Luke. The score. What was it again? Two to one. It was reflective of a, a Bengals offensive performance. Okay. No. When they say yeah, two yeah. to one, the Guardians win. <sighs> yeah. So if if you're the Guardians and you win the series, but nobody watches. Did you really win? <laughs> yeah, I think you did. Hey, for their Stanley and McCarty's will... sake, you did. Yeah, the, exactly. their checks will That's reflect exactly the fact. Right. That... All right, we'll be locked in tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. We know you will, too. Uh, good luck to Coach Hall and the great bunch of kids on the Southern Miss football team. We're really pulling hard for you. It's going to be huge. Back Monday to analyze it all, and we'll analyze every single play. We hope you'll join us. Until then, Southern Miss. To the to top. The top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Into the future Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.